Hey guys, welcome back to Riverdinks. Bella, can you give us that famous theme song one more time? Uh, Riverdinks, Riverdinks, yeah. That, yes, that was amazing. As yes. always, we are your hosts. Um, I'm Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. That was our best one. <laughs> and wow we had quite an episode this week i'm actually going to get the little description thing because i don't have it with me oh i found it never I mind have a confession okay. to make at one point oh at go for point. it no this is just like i'm letting you know it at one point i will be making a confession okay all right to well, add some intrigue I'm, Ooh, <laughs> when's the stay tuned we don't know when the confession's gonna drop <laughs> Okay, I can whip through this synopsis if we want to just really get into it because I have a feeling that some of us have some feelings. I can, I think, but I think the synopsis is always helpful. Oh, well, I'm still going to do it. I just meant like I'm ready for it. And I, you know, I only have two post it notes of synopsis this time as opposed to like four. So that should tell you something. Um, This week's episode was season five, episode eight, entitled Chapter 84, Lock and Key. It was directed by Rachel Talale, which is a really fun last name. And it was written by Arabella Anderson, and it aired originally on March 17th, 2021. Um, So the episode starts out with uh, Kevin appears to be cheating on Fangs with the man. And then, but later we find out, nope, they have an open relationship. So it's fine. Then we have to watch Barchi have sex while Archie's in his firefighter costume and a glass animal song plays, but it only lasts about 10 seconds, so it's okay. Then we find out that Kevin and Fegs are about to make a big announcement, which we find out later is that they are engaged and they're about to be monogamous and they're going to be raising Tony's baby with her together. They're all going to raise the baby. Um... Then there is a weird, just a very short, weird scene where both Varchi and Bughead are sitting in the, uh, like, teacher's lounge area, and they both kind of give each other looks. Whoa. Someone just screamed. Um, Then Jughead has a vision while he's teaching English class. (laughs) A vision of a mothman alien. Uh, then Veronica gets a call from her very best friend, Katie Keene, um, who sh- and she says her full name twice. Um, and she says that she saw Chad with another woman in New York City. Tragedy. Um, Cheryl decides to throw a baby shower for Fangs and Kevin and Tony that is going to be a key party. Um, so that's what she decides to do. Uh Alice gets a call from Polly. She thinks that she's alive. Betty doesn't believe really that it's actually Polly. She's skeptical. Um, Jughead goes to an alien encounter support group, uh, which he runs out of and then confides in Tabitha that he used to black out a bunch when he was living in New York and he maybe has some repressed stuff from that. Um, Then we have the key party. Everyone matches up with their keys. Veronica and her husband Chad leave right away and then Tabitha and Jughead leave right away then everyone else gets matched up in the most boring pairs you can imagine except for Reggie and Fangs. Reggie and Fangs do kiss. It's a short-lived beautiful glorious moment in which we think that by Reggie exists. Tragically we find out later that apparently he is straight 
and he just willingly went into this kiss with a man as a, as a straight person <laughs> we don't know um cheryl gets matched up with tony and she reveals that she has a really creepy weird nursery in her house that that's for cheryl and tony to raise her baby together um tony says this is crazy and i'm not doing that and also i don't want to be friends with you anymore and i don't think we should talk um kevin tells fangs that he's not ready to get married he's kind of unclear on why he says that it's just about him he's just not ready um betty and archie break up because archie still has feelings for veronica um cheryl and her art forgery slash art dealer kiss um chad and veronica get divorced <laughs> and then veronica goes and finds archie and they kiss it's the worst thing ever then at the very end of the episode alice and betty get a phone call from polly in which she is distressed but they find out where she is they go to try and find her in the phone booth that she called them from and they find the phone booth absolutely smashed and destroyed and bloody and that is the end of the episode wow okay um that was really good thank you i thank got a little heated <laughs> i started getting louder i could feel it um first off just yes or no did you like this episode i did i did not I, okay Sorry. bella continue Divisive. uh i didn't think it was good but i enjoyed watching it yeah I mean, okay, I also enjoyed watching it because I enjoy watching my dear friends with my dear friends, but I did not like this episode. Like, I distinctly did not like it. I'm very, I'm very angry. <laughs> um, let's discuss. Really bold, I think, to start the episode out with Kevin cheating as far as the audience knows because they don't know that he's in an open relationship and also doing fizzle rocks. I think you're right. I believe so. Yeah. Which was not addressed. So I guess it's just fine. I guess it's not a big deal anymore because he's not a teen. <laughs> um, and they played a Glass Animals song that I like, so that was really a bummer. But it was really funny because they played it for about nine seconds. Like there was, they cut it off right away. Very funny. Um, and I also very early on, as I always do, have written down Jughead Ugly just because he looks just so bad in this episode. He looks so bad. He looks so bad. His teaching outfits are so terrible. He just... Ugh. And then he also, at the very beginning, when he's talking to the like UFO expert from that college or the whatever it is, he says, quote, if I am repressing something, I refer, I prefer to keep it repressed. Which feels Gay like the most jacket. direct. Gay like, jacket. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. They can't keep getting away with this. They can't keep getting, that's how I feel about the whole episode, honestly. They can't. <sighs> I can't keep getting away with this. They also, there was a really weird scene at the beginning, which I forgot about because of everything else that happened, where Kevin and Fangs are discussing their relationship in the steam room. And they're just <laughs> in the steam room, fully flexed, both of them just flexing their muscles, just leaning over, standing, just discussing their relationship the in the steam room. And the scene is less than 30 seconds long. And there is no reason 
for it to be in the steam room with low hanging towels. <laughs> and Wayne's like has like, one leg up on the yeah. bench. Like it's yeah. There was no reason for it whatsoever. <laughs> Except for perhaps just the continual extremely weird and bad treatment of them and their relationship in the episode. We've got, it covers all the bases. I think the, the, (laughs) the gay stereotype that they especially hit on is the like hypersexual noncommittal gay stereotype of this episode. So thanks for that one, I guess. Um, And also I really did love at the beginning as well when Veronica just gets a text from Chad on her computer and all I could read from it in the beginning was just, good morning. And she just goes, not now, Chad. It says, good morning, how did you sleep? Like, good morning, sweetheart, how did you sleep? She goes, not now, Chad, and slams her computer. Yeah, Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh my God. Was that after she got the call saying that he was with someone else or no? no. I don't think it was. No, that was the first, that was the introduction of Chad in this episode. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that though. And then also then, then Cheryl comes in in her excellent outfit. I excellent. thought maybe this will be a good Cheryl episode and it was not. You were wrong. I was very wrong. She comes in with her excellent outfit and Fangs, oh, sorry. And Fangs and Kevin and Tony announce their new family and she gets really angry. Like, what did you guys think about that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's not okay for many reasons, but I think it's really mm-hmm. not okay for her to be like, even though, like, you've opened up the possibility of us maybe getting back together someday, like, I am a hermit, I will stay indoors, and, like, I am saying that, no, we cannot be together, but also you're not allowed to make any decisions about your life without consulting me. Yeah. And, like, you can't make any decisions that will impact the chances of us being together long-term and all that stuff. Like, it just felt very overly controlling and unhealthy absolutely and And especially given that they just had that conversation about them like maybe being friends or having a relationship again and you know she's been pregnant for nine months like it's (laughs) is very clearly on a different timeline like (laughs) she clearly had this first it did really seem like how could you decide to get pregnant right now and it's like bro like she's about to give birth like this yeah. is not a new it, it is like they announced her pregnancy right then yeah which would mm-hmm. make more sense for her to be angry i mean it wasn't good still that she was angry she was being really controlling but i think yeah. it would make more sense in terms of like shock but like she yeah. knew she was gonna have a baby yeah it i don't know i guess she would prefer her to be alone and raising the child which doesn't make sense i guess and she's not even in a relationship with them like she said it's they're just gonna raise business. the child. no it's not her business no it's not her business it's but not i mean even... like tony sorry, is not even in a relationship sorry, with i'm them. talking about cheryl i'm so mad about cheryl i just 
Like it's not even Cheryl's business. Go for it. Go, even go, go. if Tony is or isn't raising this baby. Mm-hmm. It's not even her business. And also from Cheryl's perspective, like, so like Tony is not in a relationship. She is raising this baby with other people, but not in a relationship. Cheryl, that doesn't change anything that Cheryl knew, you know, like before that. And then also her idea later where she's like, we can raise the baby together. If they then later were in a relationship like Cheryl and Tony, that would still like happen, you know? Like her raising the baby with Kevin and Fangs does not eliminate the possibility of Cheryl also being involved. So it make yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think they just needed or they wanted to throw in some drama and like make every positive relationship between gay people fall apart. And they did a great job at it. They really got them all. I gotta say, if I ever have like eight gay relationships that I need to eliminate, I know who to call. <laughs> like, I was just really frustrated with the whole thing. Cause it just seemed so, like, you know how last episode we were talking about like, how all they've been all doing all this weird stuff, like all their own separate plot lines. And then maybe they were going to come together and like share some information and fill each other in on what's been going on. None of that happened. Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. It was just so unrelated, but not even in a good way. Like, yeah, Betty's sister, they, yeah, Betty potentially got a phone call, like the house potentially got a phone call from her sister that is missing and she's like, I'm going to go to this key party. Like, huh? yeah. Like, she's allowed to live her life. Like, it's not like you have to be sitting at home or whatever. It just seems, like, very strange that she would be up for doing something like that. And, like, I don't know. That just, I feel like everyone has so much going on. And it just seems interesting that they're all like, yeah, let's totally do this. Like, yeah, a key party sounds fun. Let's definitely participate. And no objection to Reggie being there. Not a word. Not a word. Not an acknowledgement. Reggie threatened Betty with a shotgun. Yeah. For looking for Archie punched Reggie like the other day. Mm-hmm. Reggie's trying to destroy their town. This plot, it was, like, it was such an ambitious plot device. I do, I gotta and say, I I like the idea that they were, like, because we're saying it was, like, illogical for Cheryl to be upset about these things in terms of illogical as, like, a good person, but also illogical in terms of, like, how someone's brain would work. Like, for her to be upset about Tony. I like to think that in the writer's room, they were, like, okay, so you know how people... I am not a writer but like how I imagine people come up with plot stuff is they're like they will have points that they want and then they try to connect to them or something maybe that's how it works but like I'd like to imagine that they were like all right baby shower key party on there high priority how do we get there and that's why they made her get all upset (laughs) 
Like they were just trying to connect the very crucial plot device of baby shower key party. <laughs> I think well, she was, sorry, go ahead. She was intentionally trying to destroy Kevin and Fang's yeah, relationship. That is true. So that Tony would see their instability and run to Thornhill to raise this baby. It's despicable. Like, no, it's, it's really terrible. <laughs> I'm so mad. What's sad is I think that they probably still are going to end up together. And my suspicion is that they will end up together after not reconciling this. (laughs) Like, I don't even see how that would happen without them reconciling, though. The same way all of their relationship has been. Cheryl but at just, this point, Cheryl, I mean, Tony called Cheryl out on the fact true. that his brother's dead body was in the house. Like, I think Tony's over it. Like, I think Cheryl needs to change if this relationship is ever going to happen again. And I don't think it will anytime soon. Like, we're looking at next season for Tony. Wow. I'm in shambles. Wow. That That is big. And I do, that's true. I guess it's just my lack of trust in them developing their relationship or characters. But I do potentially like the idea of, like, the only way that they could make Cheryl actually grow and change in their relationship is by setting it up this much. Like, that, wow, she has really been bad, you know? Whereas in the past, I feel like, you know, Cheryl will do something terrible, and then Tony's just like, I love you, and then they're like, that's it, and then they have sex. And it's like, okay. You know, like, I feel like this may, this could this has the potential to be a very good redemption for their relationship yes. of Cheryl, like doing her own thing. And then. Maybe Minerva, <laughs> maybe Minerva is going to like that relationship will crumble and Cheryl will somehow come to her senses, even though she cannot be convinced to do anything good or leave her house yeah. without an ulterior motive. I'm furious i am curious because i feel like minerva as a character also has the potential to be evil oh yeah another evil gay person to the mix and which we she already kind of is if you count her being an art forger as being evil she really reminds me of hermosa in terms of like is that just because it's a it's a pretty woman Bella, it's a that you really like? Be- like a really hot woman uh i mean it might have something to do with it I just know I I feel like she's got like a similar yeah hotness okay <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm seeing and I'm but no but I know what you mean like the kind of like she's got something going on like there's something just on. like the hot businesswoman type like a young they're always up to something like <laughs> I don't know I guess it's just also because we have very little information about her. Mm-hmm. Like with Hermosa, it's just like, oh, she's from Miami, and like Hiram is her stepdad, or yeah. it's, sorry, is her is her dad, and that's like it, yeah. Versus which we never yeah. got anything more from, and it's so sad because I do think Hermosa is not coming back. I mean, yeah, she's running the company down in Miami now. Yeah. But I think, like, she's not coming back to the show, which is, like, yeah. so sad because I feel like she really could have done something. Although she did hold that gun and look very good. So <laughs> she did so achieve good. that. She did kill those men in cold blood. 
<laughs> Guys, she looked so good. She looks really she good. Yeah. R.I.P. I liked anyway. that Archie got to go. Ha- th- that I think maybe like, I mean the Turner like in order to make up, in order to cover their asses for that fucking gay screaming match from last episode with Archie and Eric. They had to have two separate scenes in which Archie is talking to him about women. And he's like, ah, those ladies, am I right? (laughs) That did feel very, like... Very forced, right? Yeah. That was... Yeah, because they had seen at the white worm where he's talking he's like i think i have feelings for veronica and eric's like why wouldn't you she's hot and then later they have him get with who does he get with at the key party uh minerva i think minerva oh my gosh it is minerva yeah wow by rights um yeah i feel like they really were just trying to make up for the gayness of it it felt so like comical to me watch yeah and then also um polly (laughs) abducted by aliens i mean polly says i am somewhere smooth alice says it sounds like she's in a spaceship (laughs) (laughs) that's so that is a detail that was very skimmed over (laughs) That Alice is Alice has worked with the FBI. She married an actual serial killer. She gets a call from her daughter, and after like no information, it's like I think she's in a spaceship. Like I get that she's been through so much, so probably it's a miracle that she's not mentally hanging on by like a thread. But wow. That seems like quite a leap. I really love her for it, though. <laughs> and also, was she having her? Was she having the kids make wanted posters for Polly? That sure is what it seemed like. What or was fuck? she just having them color while she had wanted posters for I their mom on the she, table? I think she was do. I think yeah. I think that they were separate, but the blocking of the scene really did make it look like they were just like decorating. The wanted posters but i think it was just she was looking at the wanted posters and they were at the other end of the table drawing and she was just saying like that's some that? nice art there kids because why wouldn't you put those next to your kids where they can see they those kids they're doing a real good job of making them creepy huh yeah it helps that they have not spoken nor have they focused on their faces even once I mean, they are Jason's kids, and Jason has never spoken on camera. <gasps> I hope one it's like kids, an homage to that. I hope that's on purpose. Um, one of the kids has like bright red hair. Like they both do. Like, they do. Well, the the um, I don't know which one's Dagwood and which one's Jupiter. Dagwood. <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> I don't. Dagwood is the boy, it. and Juniper Dagwood is the girl. His hair was like. It looks like um, like KJ Apa's hair, like how yeah. it's like dyed and yeah. Which KJ Jupiter had hair, bright hair. Yeah, KJ Apa's hair looked kind of like Cheeto, 
cheek. Like, it looked, like, very intense orange, which is fine. But then his eyebrows were just, like, black. Yeah. And it just looked very... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Jupiter. (laughs) I... Jughead is at an alien encounter support group. And he has a wild like flashback to just seeing like a skeletal kind of alien. I also am mad because they've totally dropped all association with Mothman. Yeah. There is no Mothman visual similarity whatsoever with these aliens. Yeah. They have like um which is like shoulder sad. spikes that kind of give the appearance of like like a wing, maybe Mothman like a does silhouette. not have shoulder spikes. Does he have wings? Yes. Well, I'm saying big. in the silhouette, the They're shoulder spikes big, maybe like you know, like if a, he has like glowing the, red eyes, where are his beautiful okay. red eyes? I'm saying, I'm saying, imagine the wings of Mothman furled, like be behind his back. They'd be too and like big. the the, too big the wing would appear over his shoulder like a spike. <laughs> Then why does he have that big weird? Why do they have those giant heads? Mothman doesn't have that. He's a moth. I'm done. <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast. You're right. I appreciate um, trying to meet them halfway. I, yeah, that's true. They. It, I do want to know because I'm sure you know once they reveal whatever the aliens have been the whole time in the end. Um, They'll have some kind of behind the scenes thing where they talk about like how they came up with the aliens. And I really am curious like what their influences are with these designs. Cause you know, like whenever they come up with aliens and anything, they always have to talk about like, it was this, it's based on, you know, I can't think of a single alien, alien. It's based off the alien aliens, you You know, like stuff like that. No, I don't think it looks like a xenomorph, but I mean, like, you know, like, when, whenever there's aliens and stuff, it's always based off of some other interpretation of aliens, so I am curious I feel like what, it's like, based off of are. eyewitness accounts of, like, some green men, you know? Yeah. You think Riverdale got eyewitness accounts? I'm, no, I'm saying, like, like, all the, our images of aliens come from other media of aliens which yes. came from original ideas of of aliens like okay, when was okay. the first alien like what's the origin of the alien like you're coming after riverdale for using the same no i wasn't coming after them for it. of i wasn't coming after them for it i was just wondering if there was like thought put into the design of them or whether they were just like this is aliens you know i'm just curious yeah I think the shoulder spikes are supposed to be like wings, wing-like, okay. and um, because yeah, they made us. Sp- they did something specific there. They didn't just do a generic humanoid. So I am curious. I gotta say, okay. it got me again. I, I think this is time for the confession that was promised earlier. Mm-hmm. Everybody, wait, wait, wait! Confession theme song, Allie. There's a, there's a confession now. <laughs> Best theme song it. ever. It's really good. <laughs> Anytime we want to confess something. 
that's the new way to do it. I, every single time Jughead had a, like, every time he saw the alien, I was looking away. And so I missed it every fucking time. And I just kept, like, like I would, like, wow. look away for, like, two seconds. Like, I would, like, look at this, like, down at the zoom. And then I would look back up and he was like, <gasps> like freaked out. And I was oh just like, gosh. God damn it. I missed it again. <laughs> so I, during one of the commercial breaks, I did go back and look and I saw the one when he's talking about like New York, like, oh, like, and he like sees the green men walking towards it. So I saw that. That's what they, they all looked back. like. Okay. But like, did they all look like it's all black around and like you can only see them or were they like within the environment was like and when he was showering and he wiped the window it was like the man was behind him for a second okay and then when he was teaching in the classroom it was like the alien was just outside the classroom door looking at him like looking in <laughs> which okay. would which was a little freaky i thought that one was actually kind of scary and the rest were very corny but i thought that one was a little freaky because I did not think that he was going to be hallucinating aliens this episode. So that was the first instance, I think. So that was pretty, that caught me off guard. I mean, I really do wonder what, like, how the hell they're going to explain it away. Other than, like, I guess, I think every time it's happened, uh Actually, that's not true. I was going to say every time it happened, he's had alcohol in his system, but I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think so. Because I was thinking, like, maybe somehow Hiram has controlled, like, what alcohol he's drinking, (laughs) and that's, like, it's got fizzle rocks in it or whatever. Like, I I feel like they might try and do the whole uh, Juniper and Dagwood floating over the fire Mm. kind of a thing again. That's I because I, I don't can't imagine that it's aliens, you know? Like, that seems so unlikely. But the fact that he's connected it now to New York, I think one of two things, either they're just going to write it off and be and not mention, you know, in the same way that they're going to write off his alcoholism as soon as he dates Betty again. Like, they're going to, like, just say, like, oh, yeah, it's just because he was doing drugs. So he's crazy. Or coming back to, I think, Allie's theory that Chad is somehow related to the idea. Chad's in New York. Where and they're gonna say like Chad was at every party that Jughead was at, and he was spiking wow. his drink with every time with alien it's drugs. So funny that Chad would have that vendetta against Jughead, who's never this is the first time he like met him. Not really, but not, he doesn't not really we care know. about him. Not that we know. I think they met before, but like, but I think it's possible that they could use that though, because there's if, some connection there. Because if Chad is in league with Hiram, yes, who, as we know, he has certain feelings about a certain Jughead Jones. Jughead Jones. <laughs> I feel like maybe they could be like giving each other tasks i don't know mm-hmm. when we get when we you know maybe this is what the stimmy's for when we get a soundboard 
for the podcast. <laughs> One of them's definitely gonna be Jughead Jones. <laughs> we can have that. That'd be good. What else do we put on it though? I feel like that's what the rewatch is for. That's if we oh, can so start true. like so collecting. True. We could have a hashtag justice for Ethel just whenever Ethel comes up. <laughs> man that's a lot to think about okay yeah I think that'll be really good on the rewatch to think like what our what are our sound bites you know I'm so excited for the rewatch I gotta say (laughs) the only the silver lining on the show having a hiatus briefly is that we are gonna get to rewatch and I am extremely excited um I just wrote down Kevin behave (laughs) at one point (laughs) because he was not behaving in this episode he was being so weird and like not likable and manipulative this is so the other week when i was like i don't like kevin anymore and you guys came after me who's laughing now (laughs) because i don't understand exactly that's the weird thing is it's like he's he's saying like the whole time I thought they were going to reveal that he had been like actually cheating or something like because he's just like oh there's all this you know I don't know about all this and if it's like someone getting cold feet about getting married that's like a real thing and that's like a big commitment but like it just felt so unearned and un like they hadn't indicated to it at any point really besides just now when he was saying it he was like "Mm, I don't want to get married just like right in there at the end you know like it's just it's just we don't know anything about Kevin or Fangs or their relationship really yeah exactly except that they've been together for eight years sometimes and we know nothing which is so stupid (sighs) And he also referred to that guy as his cruising crush, which I thought was pretty great uh, terminology just for them to to introduce into this. His cruising crush. He said, oh, it's my cruising crush. Why can't they work through it together as a couple? They've been together eight years and they've never communicated, apparently. They've never communicated about this. The fact that Fangs is upset about Kevin's cruising which is valid, but that Kevin is not stopping. Yeah. Like, I... It's just, it felt, just the whole time, it felt to me like there was another reveal coming because I was like, surely they're going to say something to explain this behavior. And then they just didn't. Yeah, it really did seem like, oh, he has a a secret that he just can't tell Fangs for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. seemingly is it totally just, felt like yeah, that. just a non-committal gay man who loves to cruise seems to be what they're saying, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, that is definitely what they've set up, and that's that's really harmful, shitty. Roberto. It's Roberto, harmful. That is and harmful. It, it sucks because it's like they have such a great opportunity to create good representations mm-hmm. of yeah. gay men. And like, yeah. Especially, and they had such a good, like, way out of having to actually establish their relationship in the show because they had the time jump. 
they could have just absolutely said like, yeah, we established all this about their relationship during that time, but they're just being so lazy about it. And I, I feel like I have to know what their end goal with it is first to be able to fully assess it. But like, if it keeps going like this, I'm just like very disappointed in it. Disappointed, that's the word. Yeah. I also did like that they made Chad say, there's so many beautiful females in Riverdale. The females in this podunk town are smoking. Yeah, there we go. Oh my God, is Chad here? oh my god that's i'm nauseous they brought (laughs) barchie back and i know i was shitting on barchie for the last i ages and i know it's i don't have to like barchie i'm giving myself that i was just really bothered by the sex scenes like i was just like this is excessive and i don't you thought their sex scenes were excessive I mean, I, to be fair, the Barchi sex scenes, because it's while they're adults, it did get a lot more graphic. Yes, it was yes, that was erotic. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to have to see Varchi have sex as adults. Uh, I didn't see? think that they were going to, I didn't think that they were going to bring back Varchi. Like, can and you so, blame me? I, can yes, blame I can me? blame you. Because you had me telling you the whole time this was going to happen. I didn't believe it. She got married and now she's getting divorced. No, but you thought she was going to stay with Chad? Chad who says females? I don't know. I thought that they would do better than putting Veronica and Archie back together, even though they fucking ended the relationship seven years ago because Archie went to war. Like, I'm <laughs> so... True. I'm so... If it were any other show. <laughs> I don't even know how to... Like, I... Archie was better in hindsight, but because I didn't think I, that I would have to see fucking, Archie again. I, f- I will have, I'm going to gloat for about 30 seconds and then I'm going to move on. I don't I support your gloating. I fucking told you. <laughs> I, I don't support I, your gloating. I, I know you don't. I, I fucking, I'm I said, I said during disgusted. this episode, I said for the past like eight weeks, I was like, when, when Varchie is back, you will see. You will see what you missed. I didn't think it would be back. And now I I'm think it's calm. fair to not want to believe I, that it. Would I was explaining back. this to Jay was, Bella that I, when we talk about like Barchi and Varchi and Bughead, I look at us like I don't like using any of their them. words. <laughs> it's like I don't like any of them, and seeing any of them together. Is not fun. I know for me. So I, you can't blame me for not liking what is ever what is in front of me every single time because it's yeah. always going to be Bughead or or Varchi or like whatever. Like it's always going to be like that, and I'm always going to be a hater. Yeah, I think I'm always. I I'm think s- it's fair to be a hater sorry. on these. But actually, you know what? That just made me realize that I think that is what made this episode so bad for me was they had all of the worst couples, which is every couple. They had all of the worst couples. They reignited Varchi. They, and, and the, the couples that we are supposed to 
like as gay people, they made terrible in this episode. Like there was not a good relationship moment in this episode. Yeah, it's not even like the virtue was offset by. No, there was not anything. Else. There was they had Veronica and Chad barf. Veronica and Archie. Um, I guess Veronica barf. and Chad get a divorce. That's a positive. That's true, but we had to wait. That was positive. At what we did get divorced? We didn't even get to see it. We didn't even. <laughs> we just heard about it, but. Veronica and Chad, terrible. Veronica and Archie, the number one worst one. Um, Veron- uh, Betty and Archie, bad still. Um, Tabitha and Jughead, I will set myself on fire. Um, <laughs> Cheryl and Tony, not good right now. Kevin and Fanks, not good right now. Reggie and Fanks, bait. They lied to us. That was really... Cheryl so and Minerva. Big. Nothing currently. It was good that they kissed. That's the most that we have. Was very the most we have is they had a dispassionate kiss. Yeah. They had a dispassionate kiss. I is it Shoney Corner? It hurt after Shoney the ashes Corner. of Choney. Choney Corner. Is it time? Yeah. It's time. Um, all right. I am saddened. I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm in awe. I mean, I can't even. So last episode, when they had the, they had the, when Tony was like, Cheryl, like you need to get it together. Like when they're sitting in the gym and Cheryl was like, you were being so cruel. I'm like, okay, like, where are we going to go from here? And it's obvious that we're going in a bad place because I I don't even know how to describe it. I am so angry because it just reveals that all of Cheryl's attempts to do any sort of good thing was just to get Tony to like her again. And it's like, okay, like she wants Tony to like her again. But then she destroyed, she's like, Minerva told her, like, you have to rise above her happiness or you need to, like, throw some chaos in it. And whenever Cheryl has ever said that, she's like, I'm going to throw some chaos in something. She, like, destroys somebody's relationship. And that's what she, she, Tony now, like, what's Tony's support system now? She's having a baby and... And the people she's going to raise it with are maybe um, not going to be in the maybe, picture. Maybe no longer together. And then Cheryl was like, come raise your baby in my house because I've proved that I'm definitely can raise a child that I have, haven't like, she's been in her house for seven years. She didn't do anything. I'm furious. I'm so angry. And Tony didn't even like, like all of Tony's scenes were just her and Kevin and Fangs or her and Cheryl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm speechless because I don't want Tony to get back together right now without Cheryl doing something transformative that I don't think will happen because like, what is that going to be? Like, do we need some season finale, like hyper competence here? in order for Cheryl to do something 
Like, I think that she has to kill Hiram herself. I was just thinking that. She has to kill Hiram herself because she funded a high school and that was, had ulterior motives. Like she doesn't, I don't know. She just hasn't shown any change in since who she was seven years ago. But she's worse now. She's she's worse because she destroyed, she's intentionally destroying Tony's happiness to get Tony to come live with her. Yes. And disapproving of Tony's raising a family like after Cheryl didn't like pushed her like stayed in her fucking house for seven years it it reminds me a bit of when like of who Cheryl was when she was like gaslighting Josie Um, yes it reminds me a little bit of heart in her locker yeah Just like I feel like she's reverted to a much worse version of herself. Yeah. Which, Which sucks because I think she, like Tony has grown into like the strongest version of herself that we've seen. Very true. And man, do I feel really bad for Vanessa Morgan watching these scenes just in terms of pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being that pregnant and if this was the last one before she had the baby like she was like must have been in such immense discomfort the whole time poor girl (laughs) i don't even i'm disgusted that's it she had to be in such discomfort to film this and that's what they filmed wow Can I say one more thing about yeah, Minerva? Um, I know that Cheryl kissed Minerva, and that's great. Like, fantastic. Minerva is pretty. Thank you, Bella communities. Thank you, Bella. This is... <laughs> I... Like, what are they going to do with that? Oh, yeah, no. It's like, not going to be, like, a happy, healthy relationship. I know it's gonna like Cheryl's gonna do something fucking weird like next episode. Um, she's gonna. I think nervous. I think it's just that Minerva is gonna pull her into it, like is gonna kind of um, let that darkness thrive. Yeah, I like guess. Be a bad like I think. On her. Yeah, they're not gonna be like she seems like she's being supportive of Cheryl right now, but I think it's just. She's being supportive of Cheryl's insane behavior. And that's not like good for her ultimately. Like my hope, which I don't have the faith in the show to pull off. But my hope would be like that that is what happens with Minerva. And they like have a relationship and Cheryl's like, I don't need Tony. I have this really this great relationship. And it's like really terrible. And Minerva's doing these terrible things. And it makes Cheryl like realize like this is really not good stuff. And I need to make drastic changes about my life and my choices. And then she betters herself. And then she and Tony get back together later is my hope but I don't think they can pull it off 
I don't think, yeah. I My concern is that RAS doesn't see a problem. Like, my concern is that RAS watched this episode and was like, great. <laughs> like, look right. at all the gay representation here. Oh, like, there's so right. many, like, yeah. That's my concern. I just, um... Do you think he sees himself in Kevin? And that's why Kevin's no. always just standing there making references. No. Because if he saw himself with Kevin, he wouldn't have had Kevin's lip, um, kidney removed by a <laughs> cult. <laughs> one kidney, Maybe Kevin! Maybe that's how he feels. Um, I'm gonna Kevin's say doing fizzle one... rocks on one kidney. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to say one more thing about Cheryl. Yeah, of course. Say as many as you want. If Cheryl gets in, is in this relationship with Minerva and then she's like, oh, this shit is bad. I'm still mad because she didn't realize that she was doing harm to Tony when Tony was telling her. Yeah. Tony is actively telling her what she is doing wrong. And Cheryl's like, I can't believe you said that. Like, Cheryl needs to... I don't know. Cheryl needs to kill Hiram and the serial killer that's killing women. And the Mothman that are that's torturing Jughead, and she needs to like. How's she gonna get herself out of this one? I don't know. And if she doesn't, are the writers just gonna be so shitty to just like give Tony to her in some terrible way? I don't think she even needs to do some big grand gesture. I think she just literally needs to go to therapy. That's true. Yeah, and like, that's true. like work on herself and like talk to uh, Tony and just be like, listen, what I did to you was really not good. Yeah. And like, here's why. Like, yes. like, here's what I've learned. And like, I want to, I want to keep you in my life, but like when I'm healthy. That's, and like, yeah. That's very true. I would also like that. I think it would be really good. I guess I was talking about it in like terms of like Riverdale acts. Yeah, tragically, I guess a Riverdale you know? episode is not gonna be like they are sitting down and discussing their relationship. Yeah, no, you know. I but I would. I just, that's yeah. that is what I totally You're agree right. with you. I didn't mean to be like Cheryl needs to do this and everything's gonna be fine. It's like so far what Cheryl has done is just. Oh, okay, I'm good. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank me for talking. <laughs> man who do you guys is, who do you think your MVP for the episode would be well okay I feel like there's like something that we haven't talked about but I can't think of what it is not in I my like, notes I mean Cheryl's dress was weird I'll say it. Cheryl's party dress. I'm glad it was so small, but it was weird. I feel like <laughs> the uh, imminent coming together of Jughead and Tabitha is one of the uh, most evil things they've done. I'm so sad. He looks so bad and she looks so good. And he is so bad, and she is seemingly so good. He's not even doing anything redeeming. It's not yeah. even like, oh, he's ugly, but he's got a good heart. He's not doing anything good. He's just suffering. 
But not even in a sympathetic way. Not even in a sympathetic way. They just... Tabitha is outstanding. That's true. Man, she's had like six lines, but those six lines... That's true. She's delivered. You're right. She is barely in it, but she... Yeah. We don't know a single thing about her. Can she talk to somebody else besides Jughead? I totally interrupted you. No, Can she talk to somebody else besides Jughead? Because he's not going to ask her about herself. And I want to know. Can she meet one of the women? Can she meet one of the women? Yeah. Um. Can she... Can she and Tony get together? Wow. Imagine. I wow. think it would be too much power. Like, I think it would... Too... It would be too much Competence. good... Yeah, too much competence in one Riverdale couple. Like, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Uh, I want Alice to have one good day. Yeah. I want her to have one good day that doesn't end with betrayal. Like, I feel like she just never really gets to be happy and stable. And I just... She really does I mean, like... Matching is like she's doing great, but like I just want her to be able to play like a regular character instead of like sobbing or like screaming, yeah, just being devastated. Um, and like she's doing a good job with it, but like that, I just don't want that for her, yeah. Um, You're right, she is doing a great job, but yeah, it is. Man, she does not get a moment's rest, huh? Hiram wasn't in this episode. That's true. Not a little bit. Was he even mentioned? No. No. Wow. Uh, That's weird. Archie is going to renovate Veronica's apartment. In exchange for, I guess, the donation of the fire truck. Right? Wasn't that what Chad was like? Oh, no. You don't like handouts because you're a veteran. So you're going to renovate our whole apartment. It was the football team, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, And the fire truck, the exchange of that was a fireman calendar with all these teens. Oh, my God. (laughs) Veronica, Veronica sucked. This, like I think that's the most consistent thing that happened is that Veronica sucked, and it wasn't even she. Her sucking wasn't even the worst part of the episode. No, so I just find her so unbearable. She is unbearable, she and immediately like okay. sorry. Just the in when she and Archie kiss at the end, just the chemistry continues to be absent. It is so. Not Nothing. a drop. Like not even I I don't understand. Like I don't I don't understand how they can have that. Like even like Bughead had more and like I know that they dated, but like I feel like even I mean, is it just Camila Mendez? Like, I mean, I haven't seen her in many things, but has she had, like, if, if anyone has, has she had chemistry with the person she's on screen with? 
Actually, okay, I've seen two films that she's been in. Both of which she had a relationship in. One of which was the main plot and one of which was not. And I, she didn't. Wait a minute, is Camila Mendes a really bad actress? I think she had um, <laughs> chemistry with Betty in the first three episodes of Riverdale. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like. Did she have any chemistry with Reggie? What do we think? I mean, I don't think so. And they were actually dating, though. Yeah. Maybe she's just not a good actress. Camila, if you want to come on the show and defend yourself. Okay, here's one thing, though. Maybe, because people, like, I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, Camila Mendez is like a really great person and is like really nice and my brain like can't compute it because I as always have trouble distinguishing between like like if a character is evil I'm just like oh that actor is evil which is just like a fault of mine that I have not grown out of (laughs) since I was a child and like so I've but I've seen a lot of people saying that Camila Mendez is great so maybe it's that she's a fine actress but when you're having to both pretend to be the worst person on the planet when you're actually a good person mm-hmm. and try to have chemistry with someone, maybe it's that. like she can't do both. I but see that. It would be really hard to make Veronica try to be likable in any way. I wonder. Has she ever been? I no. that's what I'm thinking about. I don't think so because in the early seasons she was just like meant to be kind of like oh the big city like yeah she wasn't even girl. meant to be likable then she was just supposed to be intriguing and mysterious because she wears a cape which <laughs> she's a capey oh my gosh she's a capey what about like you know like season finales I keep bringing this up like how everybody just gets good at being a person. Like, like when she was she, like, it's because I love you, B. That was good. That she was did drink poison for Betty. And that was like the only okay. That was like the only time. It's pretty big. That was Does a big it make one. Up for everything else, I don't know. No. I she think her. Un, of, I think her uncut gems moment was pretty good. That's true. I was actually. I'm rethinking. I think in the movie Dangerous Lies, she did kind of have chemistry with her, the man in that. Movie Dangerous Lies is the Knives Out um, bad version that Netflix made. Um, It's like the, I saw like a bunch of reviews of it that were like, this is just someone saw Knives Out and Parasite and thought I can do that. And then they didn't. And that's pretty much what the movie was. Um... (laughs) Yeah, she kind of had chemistry with that guy. So maybe she doesn't like KJ Apa. No, that's okay. How I much can... older is she than him? Because maybe that could is she be much older than him. Of just like maybe I just I know he's I think he's the youngest. Mm. One second, Camila Mendez, age twenty six. KJ so... Apa age. 23. Okay, that's not very much. That's not very much. 
Cole Sprouse, 28. Lily Reinhardt, 24. Cole Sprouse. That means when they started dating, they were like 19 and 23. Yeah. yeah. Cole Sprouse, I'll eliminate yep. you. And now isn't he dating someone who's like 19 again? Yeah. Yeah. Or I think she's 21, but he's 28. Yeah. That's a big gap. That's a big gap. Who's this? Cole Sprouse is 28 and his new girlfriend's 21. Uh, or 20. She might be 22, sick. but still. That's our age. Like. I'm so sick. I almost just had the thought, how old is Dylan Sprouse? But I figured it out. <laughs> wow. Good work. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Maybe she just really doesn't like KJ Appa and is just trying to act both like the worst person in the world, but then also like she likes this person. Got a lot on her plate, honestly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and remembering lines. I mean, remembering those ridiculous lines. You know what, Camila? Come. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's come, come talk to us. Come on the show. We have a lot of questions. Yeah, so many questions. I feel like... And we think you're very pretty. Come talk to us. And nice. (laughs) I mean... I think... Yeah. I think that... I think that Veronica might be my least favorite... Definitely. ...character on just about anything like I think aside from like people who are like outwardly like like evil evil like villains like I think she's my least favorite character who's meant to be like she's my least favorite main character like main cast like protagonist yeah thank you yeah I I cannot stand her and I she's despicable I think it just sucks because Betty, like, again, aside from her career and... She's doing pretty well, though, in this she, time like, jump. In she's general, well. she's been doing pretty well. She's pretty, like, competent and has the ability to feel empathy for other people mm-hmm. and is, like, being generally good. Yeah. And Archie is, like, similarly, like, I think he seems to be pretty just normal. And, like, I don't know, just, I I was happy seeing them together because it was, like, they had some chemistry. They were good to each other. But also it wasn't, like, a full-on relationship, so we weren't having to deal with, like, the whole like inevitable drama that comes with Riverdale relationships right and like and I guess I do like that they like when they ended it they weren't just like it wasn't like a huge breakup where they fight and are now like on the outs like I like that it was just kind of like a hey I've got a lot going on I think I need to not be dating although i do think i I don't want my darkness to overtake you now we gotta talk about that i'm tired of the betty darkness like they they were done this horse to death 
she I, killed her father dead. essentially i thought they were letting it go i mean she I did am, have the whole serial killer i am a serial killer i need to go to the fbi to control myself like yeah yeah i am curious when she was talking about like i like there's this darkness that's coming for me and like i don't want it to overtake you I thought that that was just referring to like, there's a lot of dark shit that's about to happen in my life. Like Polly might be dead. And, I like, think I'm it gonna was have both. to be dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was, I thought she meant like, there's a lot of trauma and I don't want it to overtake you. I mm-hmm. like, that's how I heard it. But like, I do wonder if it was a nod to, yeah, like dark. Yeah. God, they really did that. They sure did. Justice for Ethel. Justice for Ethel. Did you guys have any more thoughts about the general episode? Uh, oh, just I fucking hate Varchi and I hate that Terrible. when I hate that Veronica like used Archie as like a pawn to make uh, Chad jealous without talking yep. to Archie about it. Because, like, I don't like, I think that that's a really shitty relationship dynamic in any situation where it's like, I need to make my partner jealous, so I'm going to, like, take pictures and whatever. That's not okay. But, like, I especially, like, I, I find it a lot more palatable when it's like, hey, like, platonic best friend, I need, or like, hey, hot guy at this bar let me explain what I need right now. Like, can you take a picture? I'm just trying to make someone jealous. Like, and I know that that's not as fun for television, but just like, I find they do do that sometimes where they'll just be like, hey, can I borrow your boyfriend for a second? Like, it's just for this. Like, Mm -hmm. I find that a lot more palatable than like, here's my ex who we have like a lot of history together. I'm not going to explain why, but I'm going to give my boy, like my husband, a reason to maybe come down here and beat him up. Yeah, like, that's true. That wasn't good. I don't know. Yet again, Veronica swinging a miss. And when she was just like, like Archie, like we're getting, like I'm getting a divorce. Also, like I've been feeling this connection between us. Like, is it just me? It's like, yes like no like the audience like if if they had not specifically said it i literally would not have picked up on it no i don't think it was in there like i i assumed they were gonna have her and chad break up and then they start getting back together but they like literally can't resist they waste zero time there was nothing there they have no they have have nothing I just want, I just want them to be single. I just want them to be single. It'll never happen. It'll I'm never very sorry. happen. <laughs> God. Okay. I could rant about that forever. So <laughs> um, who do you think your MVP would be for the episode? Mine mm-hmm. is. Um, Tabitha, even though she was not very present and was only seen with Jughead. 
um she was so she was really nice to him yeah. when he like she's like you don't have to go to this party that seems really fucked up mm-hmm. she asked him out in like a sweet way i'm just uh, the squandered the like squandered it's, it's the squandered Tabitha. <laughs> um, maybe it's just a cop out to say she's envy, but I'm just a mad at everybody else. Yeah. Um, I'm mad. Like Tony, I'm not mad at. Um, I'm saying I'm mad at fictional characters. It's okay, but I think it's it's Tabitha. Yeah. For me, I think it's going to be Alice this episode because she's just doing her very best to hold it together. And I just am pretty obsessed with her. I think she sounded like she was in a spaceship. <laughs> she said it was smooth. Yes, she said she's somewhere. Let's do some word association. Metal. Smooth spaceship. Okay, let's go off of that. I love that. Yeah, And maybe Alice. if they were communicating and could talk to Jughead about what he's up to, they might draw some sort of a connection. Literally. That would be too much competence. Sorry for interrupting. They've resorted, they're so desperate not to have people have scenes at Pops because Tabitha and Jughead would be there, that they have resorted to having scenes in the steam room. It was the boxing gym one. It's so weird. Which even, because that one was used in season two. That was the scene where Archie came and confronted Hiram. The same set. There's nothing soft about me. Yep. That's that scene? The very scene where Hiram stands up like a rotisserie chicken and he's like, <laughs> there's nothing soft about me. Can't wait for that on the rewatch. What about you, Bella? Who's your MVP? I mean, it's hard to think of anyone who was likable in this episode. I oh, guess, I don't think that's necessary necessarily for an MVP. <laughs> I guess Eric, I mean, I feel like I'm sad that they were tr- kind of like rewriting his character. But like, I like that he had lines. Yeah. I feel like I like that they were kind of adding him in as like an actual minor character instead mm-hmm. of just like, oh, we just needed him for this one plot device and then he's gone. Um, but it does feel like, I feel like they were low key thinking, okay, we've had way too much like Archie is gay kind of like subtext in the past couple episodes. And like, like, both with Eric or with Jughead and the like sweet goodnight sweet prince and like all that Mm -hmm. and Archie was having his whole thing with Betty and now they're trying to introduce the thing with Veronica I feel like they were like okay this is getting too complicated so let's like imply like oh Archie's super straight and like this is just his bud like his like guy friend from the war and like that kind of sucks but yeah I still, I don't know. I just like Eric. Yeah, me too. He seems nice. (laughs) I think as far as a rating, I'm going to give this episode... mm, Oh, I need an object. Okay. 
four out of ten keys in a bowl. I'm going to take the most, <laughs> I'm taking the most obvious one. Four out of ten, I did not like it. But I thought still a lot happened. Didn't have to, besides Cheryl being terrible, we didn't have to witness any, like, hate crimes. So that's pretty good. <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, a lot happened. There were a lot of characters, which I do enjoy on just an entertainment level. But I did not like it. But, you know, four. It wasn't the worst. Um... See, last time I didn't like an episode, I gave it a four, but I don't think I didn't like it as much as I didn't like this one. <laughs> um, you can adjust your rating ongoing. Like, yeah, it have to I be think consistent. that this was a this was a four out of ten. Um, let me think. Four out of ten creepy fucking nurseries. <laughs> Um, because I did not like this episode. I witnessed Choni die for the time being. Character assassination of Cheryl again, though I should expect it by now. Kevin and Fang's breakup. Just all around upsetting. Varchi got back together. Nothing happening with Joe. Like, I'm not happy. I'm I'm not happy. Bella? I think I'm going to give it... I mean, I know I said at the beginning of the episode that I liked this episode, but I feel like it's more just in the past, like since we've started doing the podcast, whenever I haven't liked an episode, it's because nothing happens. And I feel like a lot did happen, like in terms of like relationship plots. That's true. But... That doesn't mean that it was, like, good. So I'm not going to rate based on, like, something happened. So I think... You can rate however you want. I just mean, like, I don't think I, like, on further, like, upon more consideration, like, I don't think I did really like this episode. I enjoyed watching it with y'all, but, like, I don't think that it was, like, something that I'll rewatch. Um... Until if we in I ten years, we re- when yeah. we're doing another rewatch, exactly. Um, I'm gonna give it four and a half smooth spaceships that Holly <laughs> is trapped in. Excellent, All excellent. Right. Out of ten, That's fair. And then, what do you guys think's coming next? in terms of long-term or short-term predictions. I think that short-term, Tabitha and Jughead are going to kiss in the next episode. I know, I know. It hurts me saying it as much as it hurts you hearing it. I think that, and then I also am sticking with my earlier prediction that Chad drugged Jughead in New York. That is like what I, that's my prediction. <laughs> Um, my prediction is that Hiram will die at some point. Um, really safe bet. Yeah, at some point. Um, next episode, Betty's going to 
go like silence of the lamb references gonna be on oh, yeah betty centric episode maybe even like girl so with maybe- the dragon tattoo finding a killer of women type thing um i wish i guess i'm excited for um and then i think that cheryl will pit of wait you totally froze for a second will you, re- oh, you did? re-say that last second last okay. sentence what did you hear me say I can't hear you. You're muted. Oh, just the <laughs> muted. Just the, just the whole last sentence I missed. Well, what was I saying before that? You said Cheryl. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, I just said Cheryl is going to continue to spiral in her own pit of destruction. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> also, I just fun fact looked up the title of the next episode. It's called "Is Destroyer." which I looked it up is also the name of a 2018 film starring Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. He is a cop who goes undercover to infiltrate a gang in a California desert with tragic results. Tatiana Maslany plays the young version of her in it. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I think I was so going to mention that. Some, I was so going to mention that movie, but I didn't think it was relevant. I think that's probably what they're referencing. Sure. Always a reference. What about you, Bella? What do you think's coming? Okay. Um, I think that, like, in terms of more plausible predictions, I think maybe, like, yeah, maybe Jughead is being drugged or something. Like, something is making him hallucinate. And I think it might be kind of like uh, what... Edgar Evernever was doing where it was like he put Polly, but it made like with whatever like hypnotism, like it made Betty think that it was herself. Like I think yes. it might be something like that. But so I everyone's think still that, out there. Okay. So here's a thought. I wonder if I okay, my my really out there prediction is that the uh, Mothman mummies slash like the Mothman mummy that he referenced but more like the Mothman that Jughead has been seeing I wonder if those are the farmies who just disappeared and were just never heard from again slash the people that they just like let out of the uh, Sisters of Quiet Mercy like the children that they just like released and then were just never mm-hmm. really like that was never really addressed. I feel like maybe That's they are very now good. aliens. Maybe someone took after Edgar was shot. Someone took the rocket, went into space, found the Mothman. <laughs> Jay, you did it. <laughs> Jay, you did it. I mean, I feel like someone's gotta be. Oh, but wait, we still, yeah, so Hiram wasn't in this episode at all, and they didn't talk about him. Yeah, we still don't know what the Sodell thing is a cover-up for. Yeah, maybe it's the fact that there are, like, aliens exist, slash 
Jughead is on to something, and now they're trying to make him seem crazy. Could be. But I don't Ooh. remember what he was doing before. I don't know. Writing a stupid book. Writing a stupid book about gay Archie. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't talk about... Okay. When they have his support group moment, when he it's, he is called on to share, okay? He is literally, like, preparing to potentially write a book all about, like, Old Man Dreyfus and, like, the Mothman and, like, all this stuff. They call on him to share. And he's just like, yeah, so, like, it was late. And they were like, it was weird. There were lights. Because he uh, sucks. And I woke up later. he sucks. He used, like, one adjective. Like, the whole time, it was just, like, the most... It was, like, a child... It, it was one of the worst. Also, maybe if terrible. you're talking to people from Riverdale with alien encounters, maybe that's fucking relevant to your book. Maybe ask them about it. Idiot. It's an name. excellent point. And the woman was like, yeah, like this guy was sharing about his experience, which is like exactly what Jughead had experienced, but in a different location. And Jughead is, like, scoffing slash, like, rolling his eyes during it. Just, like, this guy's so weird. And the woman is like, hey, Jughead, so you had a very similar experience, right? And he's just like, no, mine was, like, super cool. Let me describe it. It was late. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good it Jughead weird. impression. Uh, like, yeah, he's so terrible and the mustache is still there it's still there it's still there terrible well i hope next week is better somehow i don't think it will be because it seems betty centric and drama centric but we also thought this one was going to be good and then it wasn't so you never know yeah (laughs) so much to come well it's been wonderful watching and then talking with you folks um i can't wait to do it all again next week i can't wait and <gasps> you want to give us that wait next on? next wednesday what oh hell week yeah uh, well we could we'll figure it out we'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out something we'll figure it out we'll figure yeah. it out okay well let's sign off see you later dinks Whoa. outstanding <laughs>